Indeed, this is episode number 65 of High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Denko. Thank you, as always, to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the tune. You guys, big up yourself. Big respect. <laughs> so yeah, uh, episode 65 is here. Uh, we have a great episode for you guys. We've got Jackie the Joke Man Martling uh, from uh, Howard Stern fame. Uh, we have all of our usual cultivation content. Uh, I'm going to talk about our August issue and our cannabis cups that are coming up. Strain of the Fortnite. Uh, listener questions answered. Everything you've come to expect from us here at the High Times Presents Free Weed from Danny Danko Juggernaut Podcasting Network and, uh, and, and Bohemoth. We recorded my desk. <laughs> Yeah, so stick around. we got a great episode for you guys. It's going to be funny. Uh, you're going to laugh. You're going to learn how to grow pot. And uh, you're going to walk away with a lot of free weed. <laughs> All right, so this is episode number 65. Pretty exciting, right, Mike? I, I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound so excited, but... I wasn't you know listening what? to you, and uh, now... Let me right. let me just explain this to the people listening at home. First of all, we have like uh, sort of this atmospheric coughing in the background, which really, in my mind, it it just is the epitome of high times. So we have show. to have yeah. Makes but secondly, show. what I'm looking at right now in you is a gentleman who has stuffed tissues over his ears because I, I guess your headphones are are causing some kind of uh, what what's happening here. Ah, uh, you know, it's it's kind of inside baseball stuff it's a little bit more behind the scenes sort of thing but uh yeah the uh you, you you look ridiculous i'm trying to keep the the residue from the headphones from sticking to my head and right I, yeah so so the moral of the story is we we need new headphones <laughs> send us your headphones yeah yeah, yeah. well oh beats by dre dre, beats by dre. Look it up please sir yeah you know what's up? The chronic. free weed. I, I, I'm a big fan, and uh, yeah, we could use those. Trade. That was a rap album, right? It was a rap album mm-hmm. from 2000 or so. Yeah, the chronic with the Snoop Dogg. Yes. All right. Snoop. So episode 65. Right. Uh, we got some stuff coming up. Uh, an issue just went on sale. It's our August issue. Oddly enough, going on sale in June. Um, go figure. But that's how magazines work. We added pages. Do you know how monumental that is? Like who is adding pages right now? There is right no now. magazine adding pages. If anything, they are taking away pages, taking away the print quality. Taking away the buildings that the magazines are Taking away in. the buildings. The cubicles are being bulldozed <laughs> over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And, you know, and we went the folio, opposite way. Yeah, even Folio, which is a magazine about magazines, if you can believe that kind of meta stuff. Uh, even Folio took notice. And they're like, whoa. Well, of course High they times. did. They're a magazine about magazines. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But the other magazine, like pick up a Rolling Stone or a Newsweek. or Does Newsweek still exist? Pick up a, a, a Time, whatever. It's 54 pages, 20 pages of ads. Fluff. Nothing. Nothing. Empty. Yeah. So and we're, we're at we, 162 here. Yeah. Rocking. I mean, yes, there's a lot of ads and, of course, whatever. But, like, that's partly what people come to us for, too. Like, they want to know what's going on in the industry and part of that is who you know who's taking out full page ads in high times who's you know celebrating their cannabis cup wins who's uh you know i mean we got dispensaries in denver taking full page ads like yeah it's crazy yeah gnarly yeah. i mean it's i mean it's rad I, i'm not complaining it's fucking, it's gnarly and rad it's but let's it's let's phenomenal. maybe it's all specific- kinds of 80s 80s stoner skater buzzwords indeed it's let's funky fresh and the place to be is what it is right Maybe let's uh, take a closer look at the August issue here. Let's do it. Let's do it. This is our Colorado special. If you were at the Cannabis Cup, which some of you I know were because there was a ton of people there. 
it is our pot smoker's guide to Colorado in big letters on the front announced, you know, the best legal buds that you can find uh, recreationally. Anyone over 21 can go to Denver now and purchase but it's sort marijuana. Of, it sort of has like a, a postcard feel to it almost, right? Gre- like a greetings yeah. from Colorado, you know, which is right now the epicenter of American weed culture. I hate to say it, but I mean, I don't hate to say it, but I mean, it's going to maybe upset a few people in Cali, but the truth is, I mean, Colorado's the spot right now. I mean, it's it's nuts what's going on. 20 million in uh, April in revenue. The, the, the airport of Denver reported uh, their biggest month ever in tourism and people going through the Denver airport uh, April of... Uh, 2013 or 2014, whatever it might be, this this year. This, this year, this, this is year's a 2014. 2014. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this year, and that's I, you know, obviously our cup played uh, somewhat of a role in that, but you know, 420 and everything else and the legal, and it's awesome. So this issue is basically dedicated to Colorado in many ways. There's the, all the different shops are are listed. I got an article in here. I'll be talking about a little bit later. Um, called the inside the indoor acre which is a huge huge facility at gaia plant-based medicine and uh yeah it was the biggest cannabis cup of all time so that's the coverage in the magazine it's 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 the the cup was massive there's lots of pictures from the event there is lots of stuff about the rec shops and and how people are growing enough pot to even keep up with the demand um, so it's pretty exciting. And, and there's an interview with uh, Ice Cube, who was right. the rapper gentleman at the uh, the Denver Cup. He was. He performed uh, along with uh, Action Bronson. Uh, and, yeah, that was awesome. And Ice Cube. Of want, course, you guys famous. want to like a little inside info here? Okay. Action Bronson really yep. enjoys the dabs. <laughs> a big, yeah, big yeah, fan. Yeah, he's he loves the pens, the dabs, all of that. For sure. Ice Cube, not um, so much. Ice Cube, not so much. But you know what? He's He's old school. And you know what? He was in Friday, and he, you know, he's a co-creator of that with, uh, you know, with uh, DJ Pooh and obviously Chris Tucker and all of them together, uh, F. Gary Gray. And to me, I mean, that's the quintessential, you know, stoner film. Yeah, more than, more than Half-Baked. More than I mean, I love Half-Baked. I love Fast Times. I, I love all those movies, but certain ones are just classics that you could like watch over and, and over and over. I'm, I pretty much, yeah, and Up in Smoke. I mean, I pretty much know all the words to Friday. I think I could do it start to finish if I had to. That There's another podcast. I feel like I've seen that. There's another podcast right there. I mm. could just, we'll do it like the, yeah. straight through the movie. That would be. Yeah, every character. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. We'll, we'll workshop that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but yes, he was there. Anyway, gang, and there's an interview with him in this issue. Yeah, yeah, there's an interview with him. I mean, it's it's like I said, we added pages. It's a it's a packed issue. Uh, if you want to be on top of what's going on in Colorado, what's going on with the dabs, what's going on uh, with the rec shops and everything, it's all in there, uh, along with lots of beautiful pictures of pot. And Mike's leaving next week for uh, our cannabis cup in NorCal. This is uh, our fifth. Is this really our fifth? Yeah, the very Fifth first NorCal uh, Cup. This is the first one at the Sonoma County Fairgrounds in Santa Rosa. But the very first stateside cup uh, we ever did was in San Francisco. That's right. Back in 2010. Oh God, we were we were little puppies. We didn't know anything. We were like, let's let's put on a show. Yeah. Now, and now, now we're, we're jaded, grizzled, and, jaded uh, veterans. Right. Uh, I'm excited about it though. It's going to be fun. Uh, Santa Rosa is beautiful. I love Sonoma County. I like I love that area. Um, I, you know, friends that live over there and, you know, it's going to be great. I think, uh, it should be a lot of fun and we're excited about that. And then right, right on the heels of that in July, that's June 28th and 29th. Tickets are still available at cannabiscup.com. And on the heels of that, I'm also very, very excited to be going back to Michigan. That is awesome. They love us. We love them. Uh, last time we were there, what was that, 2012, 2013, something like that? It was 2012. We got yeah. raided. Yeah, that was Detroit. Uh, I mean, can you yeah. imagine this? The cops in Detroit, in Detroit, raided us for I, having I, a pop party. I don't party. know if it, they raided us, well, but they, was, okay, they, they made us stop doing certain things, which we probably shouldn't right. have been doing. Okay, but down the street, people were doing much Her, worse oh, things. Yeah. We were talking about, yeah. uh, you know. Right. Uh, but this is like our triumphant return yes. to Michigan. Yeah, uh, it's not in Detroit this time. No, and it's not in Flint. <laughs> it's not it's even in Cleo. Of Flint. 
If it's not in Clio, it's in Clio. It's in Clio. As Sorry, we have guys. come to know, and and we're very excited <laughs> to be in Clio. Uh, who was it on Twitter who 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 let us know? We how actually you... got two. We got one from of... Keith Allen Cush the third. Yes. And uh, no, no, let's see here. Grow at, at Pop Seed Cure Slow. Yeah. And um, both of them okay. made sure we knew that it was Clio and Clio. not Clio. Clio. And and in the mitten, you know, if you're looking at the mitten, it's that like beefy meaty part that's like between your thumb and your forefinger you know the one that uh fish hooks get stuck in <laughs> exactly so right where that fish hook gets stuck that's where we'll be uh clio and we're excited about that we're at the racetrack right we're at like a yeah uh, a it's, it's some kind of racetrack i don't know yeah my mind is very much still in san francisco well, of course we got that one and then this one and yeah, yeah uh it's gonna be a fun summer a lot, yeah. a lot of excitement mm-hmm. and uh yeah San Fran, or I should say, you know, NorCal, uh, Sonoma County, Sebastopol, Santa Rosa, that whole area. Pretty awesome. We're excited to be heading there. And Clio, Michigan. We, Michigan, we are coming back. We are triumphantly returning, and we're going to put a, put on a cannabis cup. People don't outside of Michigan, I don't think they really know that, like, you know, Michigan has medical marijuana. Mm. There's caregivers. There's, you know, bold people who've gone out there and opened storefronts and things. And, you know, and they love pot and they grow well and they make great concentrates. And, and you know, outside of the, the, that, the immediate area, I don't think a lot of people realize that. So, you know, and it's cheap to go there. It's cheap to stay there. So if you're interested in a, an affordable trip uh, to a cannabis cup that you can basically drive to if you're on the East Coast, please check out CannabisCup.com and come visit us in Clio, Michigan. Yes, do that. All that info is at CannabisCup.com, as Danny Danko said. And you should stay tuned to this show because we have a very special guest that's coming up next. Yes, hilarious and funny as well. Yeah, perhaps you'd like to tell the people who it is. Jackie the Joke Man Martling, famous uh, comedian, comedian's comedian, joke teller, and uh, yeah, joke historian, really. I mean, he knows every joke there is. And, you know, you guys know him from Howard Stern show back in the day and from Howard's, Howard 101 on uh, Sirius XM. He has a show on there. And, yeah, we, he's a friend. So uh, we have Jackie on, and hopefully you guys will stick around because we've got Jackie, and then we're going to do some cultivation stuff, Strain of the Fortnite, and more. Stick around. Episode 65, In Your Ear Holes. <laughs> All right, you guys, I know you're interested in growing your own. That's why you're listening to the show. So check out our friends at BC Northern Lights. They make the producer. They make the bloom box. They make the roommate. They make all different grow boxes suited to your needs. You're not growing a ton of plants in there, but you are growing enough to smoke all you want, free weed, as long as you want. And they're designed and built properly. Uh, These are not knockoffs. These aren't Uh, machines that have been repurposed these are built for growing they have hydroponic units automated everything uh you know i mean they're the best they're the ones so give them a call at 888-236-1266 that's 888-236-1266 check them out at bcnorthernlights.com i believe they still have that deal where if you mention free weed to them they will give you six months of free nutrients uh, with the grow box They've been building these things for a long time. They know what they're doing. And, you know, the the, the newest ones have touchscreen technology that uh, exceeds anything that I've seen in the grow box market at all. So check them out. They're our friends, uh, BC Northern Lights. They'll help you grow your own. They've been doing it since 2001. So uh, thanks to them for supporting our show. And we'll be back with more. All right, we are back, and this is episode number 65 of Free Weed, and we have uh, a very special guest, Mr. Jackie Martling. Welcome, wow. Jackie. 65. Tomorrow night is our 379th Jackie's Joke Hunt. Wow, that's excellent. And that's on uh, Sirius XM? Sirius yeah. XM channel, Howard 101 at 7 p.m., or after Sternthology. 379 shows. Everyone has had a different title, and tomorrow night is... Turds and the absurd. <laughs> so it's jokes about poop and and silly jokes. And so that, jo- that's Jackie's joke hunt. Jackie's joke 
Hunt. Yeah, don't say that too quickly, <laughs> right? Exactly. Hunt. It's so funny when they promote it on, you know, <laughs> on a morning show on television when I'm in, in Denver or something, and somebody says that, and as they're saying it, they're like, hi, hi. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, you are of course famous uh, from the Howard Stern show. Of course, uh, for many many years, you were the uh, sidekick, basically feeding Howard all his jokes. That, well, uh, some of them. Some <laughs> of you know the way them. I say it, Danny, is he's so brilliant and so funny. But even a championship sprinter with a little wind in their back mm-hmm. is even faster. So I helped a little bit, or Excellent. I helped a lot, depending on how you look at it. Right on, and also of course, uh, you know, stumped the joke man for many many years. Uh, people trying to. Uh, tell you jokes you've never heard and don't know. I still play the game every <laughs> show, and sometimes I get stumped with the silliest jokes. Nowadays, I'm a little bit older, so sometimes people say, why the chicken cross the road? And I'm like, you know, I used to know that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's great fun. Yeah, yep. And, of course, you have a weekly show at uh, on Sirius. Um, one of the things people don't know about you, though, is that, uh, you know, you, you're, you, you're a pot smoker, an occasional pot smoker, but also... Um, you know, you quit uh, alcohol and, and, you know, drug use besides marijuana. And I think that there's a lot of people in that boat out there in the world that, that you know, they can't go to an AA or an NA meeting because, uh, you know, if they say they smoke pot, they're going to get kicked out. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to an AA meeting uh, locally and I didn't volunteer the fact that, you know, I still smoke pot. And I don't smoke it a lot, but I, I'm not, you know, I'll smoke it whenever I feel like it. Uh, I quit drinking. I had my 13th anniversary on uh, Cinco de Mayo. And um, it's it's weird, you know, because I don't I don't feel like I'm cheating. You know, I, I don't drink because I know I shouldn't, you know, and uh, and I smoke a little pot. You know, I'm just talking to this guy. Todd Lautenberg has this movie Puff. And he's he's just telling me exactly what you just were describing. He said, you know, I got friends that don't drink anymore. But they're responsible citizens. They have families and jobs, and they smoke a little pot instead of having a glass of wine before, you know, before dinner or before they go to a movie. And and socially, it's absolutely fine. You don't have to be a loser that crashes his car and drives off cliffs. And you know, it's. But it's a whole thing because people in AA are like, clean, clean, clean. And meanwhile, they're smoking cigarette after cigarette, and drinking and coffee, the, and coffee one after you know. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, part of, uh, you know, the legalization of marijuana will hopefully change that, you know, in the future. And they'll, they'll be able to recognize that, you know, people can uh, use marijuana and still maintain their sobriety from those things that are much more harmful. It's it, it just boggles the mind and everybody. It's the same conversation all the time about people driving drunk or, or people harming their bodies with alcohol. And, and pot is doesn't do anything it's just it's just crazy that it's against the law but you know it's an uphill fight but luckily you know it's funny in 1967 when i was in college it was a five dollar fine if you got caught smoking pot in ann arbor so i'm thinking well legalization is around the corner and i guess i went to sleep for 40 years and then i woke up like like rip van winkle said what do you mean it's not legal yet you know how did that happen because everything went backwards you know it's crazy well, it's uh, speaking of 40 years, June 2nd is the 40-year anniversary of the first issue of High Times Magazine going on sale. Um, do you have any experiences with High Times going back uh, to the past? I had a lot of fun with Steve Bloom. I, I did uh, a couple of the High Times parties. They were so long. I was just telling the girl, <laughs> the, your publisher, about... Uh, Going to the party, which was the 25th anniversary? 25th, I think, yeah. And running into David Peel and you, and it was down in Irving Plaza. <laughs> and uh, this is the greatest story. I, I went to a screening at the Ziegfeld, and the party was going to be at the Rainbow Room. And there was going to be a, a lapse because the people had to load into a bus. They were only going a block, but everybody <laughs> was, you, they couldn't walk two blocks in the rain. So they had buses. So I said, you know what? they got to load these buses, and then they have to drive... And then they got to unload into the rainbow room. It's going to take time. I'm going to run down to the party. So I run, you know, I get in a, a, a subway or a cab, whatever, and zoom down to, was it Irving Plaza? I think it was Irving Plaza, yeah. Walk in, and here's David Peel and all you guys, everybody, stoned out of their heads. So I smoke <laughs> all this pot, and we're laughing and having a great time. And I get in a cab and zoom back to the rainbow room. I go up in the elevator. I'm bleeding stone. <laughs> walk out of the elevator and turn left, and the entire hallway is completely filled with Christopher Reeve and everything that keeps him afloat. 
<laughs> it was a science fiction project. And I'm so, I was like, ha, ha, ha. It wow. was, it was, it was mind boggling. You know? Is that, is that oh, a buzzkill? Oh or? my god! I, I don't know whether it got me higher or lower. My <laughs> head just spun off, and I stepped aside, and they loaded him into the elevator. Talk about medical marijuana! Wow, my, my god, it was unbelievable. What a, what a funny! I hadn't thought about it in a long time because. Uh, the publisher, what's her name? Uh, Mary McAvoy. Mary said, oh, mm -hmm. you know, I think I met you at the party, right. at the 25th party. And I'm like, wow, I hadn't thought about it in a long time because I have pictures of us with David Peel and whoever else was there. It was a great time. Great, yeah. Always a great time. Nice. You know, we go back and forth a, <laughs> a long way, Danko. Absolutely. Long, you came to a 4th of July party at yep. my house. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, your Twitter handle is at Jackie Martling. And one of the cool things that, uh, that you do every day is uh, at 4.20 p.m., uh, Eastern Time, uh, a tweet of a dirty joke. Every, <laughs> Every And it's day. so much fun because, you know, the two-line jokes is no big deal. But I've been, I've got it down to a science, taking a long joke and squeezing it. And, you know, some you can't fit, but it's amazing the jokes that I fit into 140 characters. <laughs> and some of the, you know, I know the screenwriter that just wrote the, uh, something, Dawn of Planet of the Apes. Okay. The guy who wrote that, he's, he's a big fan of the show, and he started getting the tweets, and he said, he said it's, it's just so much, fun. forget how funny the jokes are, it's amazing to watch you <laughs> compress them, it's so much fun, you know. Nice. I've been doing it for over a year and a half, it's a joke every day for almost almost two years. Nice, you know? nice. Well, definitely people follow at Jackie Martling on Twitter for those jokes and many more, of course, uh, not at 420, I'd imagine. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, the other thing is you have your sh your weekly show on uh, Sirius XM. Um, just, I guess, let people know when and how they can uh, hear that. It's on uh, Channel 101, 100, uh, Channel 101. I never know which is the way, WNBC. Channel 101 <laughs> on Sirius XM. It's one of Howard Stern's channels, and it's every Tuesday night, approximately 7 o'clock. It's when Sternthology ends, which can be from 6.58 to 7.15. And we're on for an hour, and it's solid, dirty jokes. And if you if you don't like dirty jokes, don't tune in. But if you like dirty <laughs> jokes, it's the best show in the world. And they repeat it six times over the course, you know. And if you like dirty jokes, if you email me, you get on the email list, and you get dirty jokes every month, and you find out about all this, you know, the gigs I'm doing and the radio show. It's Jokeland at AOL.com. No cracking on me for AOL. <laughs> J o k e l a n d at AOL.com and. Uh, and I'm at the brokerage August 9th in, uh, on the South Shore of Long Island, which I started in 1981, and I'm looking forward to it. It's 7 p.m. Saturday night, August 9th. Come on out. Say hello. You know, people come up, and, you know, there's like 20-year-old kids that come up to me because they play me so much on Sirius XM uh, Raw Dog. You know, okay. they play yeah. my dirty CDs, so people <laughs> love the jokes. So I have young kids there. And then they're there with the, their father who says, I've seen you 10 times. And, you know, if, if you go to see me once every five years, you've seen me 10 times. <laughs> you know, so funny. Wow. I've been around too long, Danny, but still loving it. Still loving yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And uh, do you have any interesting stories about, uh, you know, maybe getting high with uh, celebrity people uh, in that world? The nobody believes this story. <laughs> but I'm with Tom Bernard. <clears throat> I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but me and Tom and Michael Barker are walking along off the main drag in Cannes. And before I went to Cannes, the guy who worked for me showed me a picture. And he said, this is you when you get home from Cannes. There's a picture of this guy with wild, crazy hair. I should have known who it was, but I didn't. It was a guy in a tuxedo with wild, crazy hair. And I laughed. So we're walking along, and I always used to bring pot to Cannes. I always had joints. I put it in my underwear and Rolled, you know, I rolled it up, <laughs> rolled joints, vacuum packed it, took it with me to can. I haven't been in four years, so it's safe to say. <laughs> but I'd always bring pot. You know, I was always fun to, you know, people seek me out because I had pot. But me and Bernard and Barker are walking along, and there's a couple coming the other way, and the guy's in a tuxedo. And the girl is a little too cute to be with this guy because he looks pretty wild. <laughs> and he looked exactly like the guy in the picture that my friend had shown me, right? So Bernard and Barker obviously know who the guy is and the girl. They stop. They start talking. And uh, they said, this is Jackie the Joke. Man. They said, Hi, and they knew who I was. And me and the guy kind of stepped to the side. And for all I knew, he was just a, a fan that knew who I was. And we started talking. And we're making each other laugh. We're having a riot, <laughs> breaking balls. And Tom says, share the farm. 
So I reach in my pocket and I hand the guy a joint. And the guy was like, whoa. And the girl says, he shows the girl and she says, wow. And she gives me a big hug and kisses me on the cheek. I said, wow, if I gave you a couple joints, maybe I'll get a blowjob. <laughs> and they laughed, you know. And we hugged them goodbye and we walked away. And as we're walking away, Bernard, this is true, Danny, I swear to you. Bernard <laughs> says to Barker, you know, Martling doesn't know who that was. And Michael says, you're full of crap. He says, Jackie, who was that? I said, I don't know. I, it's, it was the guy in the picture that my friend showed me before I went to Cannes. It was Tim Burton and Helen Bottom Carter. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and it was, I said, wow. whoa, you're kidding. And, 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 cause, and the reason the guy had shown me the picture was he found it when he went to the Cannes website because Tim was on the jury that year. <laughs> the following year, we're on Paul Allen's yacht, and Tim Burton wow. is standing up on the stage, and I said, you know what? And I just walked up on the stage. It, Paul Allen has a yacht where, so his band can play <laughs> on, the, on the yacht in the Mediterranean. It's unbelievable. He's <laughs> the greatest guy. And I walked up to Tim and just said, Tim, it's Jackie Marling. And I gave him another joint. I said, I just want to be able to say I did this two years in a row. And he laughed his ass off. I said, I won't bother you. And I walked away. <laughs> wow. Is that a great that, story? That's that a, is that, a great now story. Now, that's a pot story, that's right? That's a great one, yeah. yes. Absolutely. <laughs> you can understand where some of the imagery comes from in those films. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I have one more. I love the I was, hug from I was, Helena. I was, I was um, she's beautiful. Yeah. But she looks different in every picture and right. every movie. You know, so, you know, it's a moving target. I was on the yacht another year. And I walked out onto the deck, you know, on the side deck. There's nobody there, just a guy sitting there. And I walked over, I sat down with the guy, we started talking, and he was the guy who did the, the technical end of the U2 3D movie. U2 was there that year playing on the steps of, of the Grand Palais on the red carpet because the movie was being released. U2 3D, it was an unbelievable movie, and this guy worked on the 3D, and I said, wow, that's so interesting. I said, how great is this? We're looking at the Mediterranean and Cannes from the, from the water, the lights. I said, how great would it be if we could smoke some pot? And he said, yeah, but we're in France, and I pulled out a joint. And he was like, <laughs> holy mackerel. So we start smoking pot, and all of a sudden this guy comes out going, <laughs> he walks over and says, joke man, share, and it was Adrian Grenier. Oh, uh, wow. So it was <laughs> a classic. Great. But this guy told me the greatest story. In 3D movies, I guess they work off the center line. It's the distance from the center line, and they offset it, and that's how they make the 3D. And the guy who started the technology wrote the song Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> so an homage to this guy, they named that center line that they work off, is called Hanali. Oh, wow. How funny is that? If you look it up on Google, it's, it's called Hanali. Remember Puff the Magic? Yeah, sure. From a land called Hanali. Yeah. That's funny. I'm sorry. That had nothing to do with anything. That's <laughs> no, a I, great story. I like it. Uh, Hold would, on. You want to hear my new joke? Yes. I, I was just going to ask. A guy goes for a job interview, and the job interviewer says, what's your biggest fault? And the guy says, I think my biggest fault is my honesty. And the interviewer says, I don't think honesty is a fault. The guy says, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> <laughs> August 9th, the Brokerage Pub, South Shore, Long Island. Go to jokeland.com and get all the info. Awesome. And if you. I'm not trying to go away. I just wanted to get in a place. Oh, absolutely. Exactly. I'll stay yeah. here for the rest of my life. <laughs> I got nowhere and if, to go. If you heard of Jackie Martling from this show, uh, follow him at Jackie Martling and tell him that Free Weed sent you or Danny Danko sent you. And, uh, you know, get some dirty jokes in your life. It's important to laugh, you know? Absolutely. Jackie. I mean, jokeland at AOL.com, you get 30 jokes. I send them every month. Everybody everybody retweets the jokes. Everybody resends the emails full of jokes. I mean, I, that's all I do is jokes. I know more jokes than anybody in the world. I don't know why. I've always done that. That's just my thing, Danny. You got any pot jokes? You know, beatnik jokes are kind of pot <laughs> jokes. Beatnik. You know the... The two hippies are stoned out of their heads, and they're looking out at the Pacific Ocean. Do you know this? No. One guy's, one guy says, man, look at all that water, man. And the other guy says, yeah, and that's just the top. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And the other pot-smoking joke, it was, it's a beatnik joke, a pothead joke. Right. This joke, I can't tell on stage anymore because there's too many things in it. That people don't, don't know don't what exist. it is. You'll, I'll tell you the joke, then I'll tell you what doesn't exist. The guy's stoned, and he's walking along, and there's an Italian guy on his stoop barbecuing a chicken on a manual rotisserie. 
okay? Mm. And, and the beatnik comes up and says, hey, man, the music stopped and your monkey's on fire. <laughs> organ grinder, right. manual rotisserie, you know. I think it works either Beating, way. Yeah, but it's just so fun. You know, I tell that joke in Queens, they go nuts. You know, I tell it in the Midwest, they're like, what are you talking about? They don't know from organ grinders. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, listen, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, everyone uh, give him a follow, at Jackie Martling on Twitter. Definitely yep. worth that follow. Check out that show, August 9th. August 9th, in Long Island. 7 p.m. Saturday night, August 9th at the Brokerage Pub on the South Shore of Long Island, and I love it here. I'll come back and do this show anytime. One more joke? Absolutely. A guy goes to the library and says, librarian, I want a book on suicide. The librarian says, fuck you, you won't bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Thanks, Danny, man. <laughs> you know, humor to me is, uh, humor and, and marijuana go together so well. I think one of the things about pot is it, it increases your sense of childlike wonder, and I think, you know, that's one of the things that fights depression and fights, uh, you know, th- everybody's always talking about being in the moment, you know, uh, every all the yoga people, everybody always trying to be in the moment. I think marijuana really kind of puts you there. Right. And nothing but nothing's more in the moment than laughter because exactly. it's immediate. Well, We're going to go sure. across the country in the high times van giving out <laughs> choke machines and helping the wounded and helping the wounded warriors and helping the autistic people. I got tons of plans and no money. <laughs> hey, look out. I'm going to come pick your pocket, you son of a gun. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks again, Jackie. And uh, we will be back with more free weed from Danny Danko. Woo! All right. You want to grow and you need seeds. So check out Cannabis Seeds from Gorilla Seed Bank. Uh, these guys have been supporting the show as well. They have great seeds. They have uh, seeds from every seed bank uh you know all kinds of different options all kinds of different deals they have discreet shipping they i mean i'm looking at the website right now amnesia lemon uh 32 british pounds for a pack um they have very affordable seeds they give you free seeds with orders very discreet great prices they've been around for years so check them out gorilla seed bank the thing about our business is you have to have good customer service to survive in this industry uh bc northern lights great customer service gorilla cannabis seeds.co.uk great customer service and that's really what we as uh cannabis consumers want we want to be treated like customers and we want to be treated with respect and that's what these companies do so check them out uh they are gorilla g-o-r-i-l-l-a dash cannabis-seeds.co.uk they're on facebook they're on twitter tell them uh free weed from danny danko sent you and you will get some sort of special stuff uh free seeds of some sort or uh some kind of deal so definitely check them out definitely tell them we sent you and uh you know support the companies that support us man these guys are providing great genetics at a great price All right, so uh, yeah, this is the cultivation segment, right? We usually begin with the uh, strain of the fortnight. Well, we sometimes do and sometimes don't, but it has been well over a fortnight since our last strain, so let's start with that. Okay. What do you got? I got uh, Kem's sister mm. from Chemdog. This is a great strain, one of my one of my Desert Island strains, if I could have a few. Um, you know, Chem not really a breeder per se he just uh, sort of the we call him the Midas of marijuana everything he touched turned to gold uh, he got some great a great batch of seeds and Kem's sister is one of those original seeds uh, from around 96 or whatever uh, when he popped this one open so uh, it's been 20 years more than 20 years since uh, geez gosh almost 30 years now um, since he purchased that bag of kind bud on dead tour from Peabud we talked about this in in what was it episode 63 with Kim? yeah uh anyway this is the one that i really love and i wanted to talk a little more about it because this is Kim's sister a much overlooked uh you know phenotype uh, uh of that whole family and uh, a little bit longer of a flowering time you know a little more on the on the sativa side nine to ten weeks or so which is fine because it's worth it and uh really amazing if you if you've grown it you know like the orange hairs and and that really skunky sandalwood sort of smell that it gives off um yeah and and one thing kem also mentioned about it is that uh it's mold resistant and pretty much pest resistant too like you you'll you'll notice that 
uh, if you do have like pest issues, the the sister is like the last plant that uh, that gets infected and, and or gets infested. So uh, you know, pretty strong. So if you're in an area you know where there's a lot of PM or or, or uh, you know spider mites and stuff, chem sister is a great strain to grow because it really does help ha- add to the resistance of the plant. Um, and a pretty good yielder, you know, for something that you're going to get, um, you know, it gets tall, but the, the lower branches really nug out. And so you're going to, you're going to yield pretty good from the chem sister. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's really no way for you to get your hands on it, I guess, which, uh, you know, will probably change in the near future, I would imagine. But, um, you know, for the time being, this is really like kind of a clone only, um, uh, passed around sort of strain. But, uh, if you can, if you can smoke it, if you get to, you know, certain dispensaries in Colorado that that have the chem sister and it's the legit real deal uh, and it was grown right, you'll know what I mean when I say it's like a desert island strain. It's just fantastic. And I mean, I love the 91 and I love the chem D, um, but the sister is really like that third one in the family that, uh, that really exhibits all the best characteristics. So uh, yeah. Strain of the Fortnite Chem Sister from the legendary Chem Dog. Love it. And just before we move on, very quickly, uh, what is the distinction there? Because some people have asked over the last couple weeks, where we don't consider Chem a breeder, he's a grower. But what what would you say about that? Well, I mean, you know, he 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 was very lucky to have you know this very amazing strain that was obviously, uh, you know, came from somewhere else. It wasn't, you know, it was bag seed basically. He was. Uh, gifted you know he bought a bag not knowing there would even be seeds in it just because it was such great pot and then the fact that there were seeds in it you know as a grower he said you know I'm popping these of course I'm gonna see what it is and you know those that those turned out to be uh, you know the 91 and the D and the sister and so those you know those were the building blocks in a lot of ways for uh, you know sour diesel and OG Kush and things that we uh, know of as like real kind bud today like the, the the real heavy hitters and and you know so of course it existed before that but uh you know he was able to bring out certain phenotypes and really isolate certain traits and so in that way you know i mean and you know he is a breeder i mean he's just not he he's almost an accidental breeder you know <laughs> he he had great genetics and he knew what to do with them for the most part you know he he said on the show that he you know some of those came out male and he he tossed them um if he knew now what he you know if he knew then what he knows now i'm sure he would have kept those males and had you know chem breeding males uh but you know he got rid of them at the time because he was a grower but you know over years and years he's become a breeder and of course uh you know we uh we illuminated some of that in a previous episode and we'll of course continue to do so in future episodes as well all right, so that was the strain of the Fortnite Kim's sister. What is the tip of the week? Uh, well, I wanted to talk about this article because it talks about growing big. And, you know, not everybody's going to grow. Like, this is an indoor acre. This is insanity as far as I'm concerned, as far as, you know. If what, you... what is an indoor acre? What it's, do you mean by that? Well, uh, you know, an acre is basically 44,000 square feet, approximately 40, 44,000 square feet. And uh, this garden... Uh, in multiple, you know, warehouse rooms in at Gaia Plant Based Medicine in Denver, uh, is that size. I mean, it's actually larger than forty four thousand square feet in total. You know, the whole place. Um, so that's an acre, but it's all indoors. It's under grow lights. Um, actually, very special grow lights. These are uh, um, the Philips E Papillon bulbs. Um, the grower is Philip Haig. He's a, a you know, an amazing grower, but not only that, he understands how to go big. I mean, lots of people can grow really well, and and we know we know many of them, of course. You know, all these cup winners and stuff. It's really, really difficult when you go to this type of level. And I'll give you an idea of some of these numbers. Okay, um, this is from the article in our August issue called "The Indoor Acre." Um, there's 800 1,000 watt lights in the 10 flowering warehouses alone. 800 lights so you know that's just you know that's insane how big that is uh the vegetating stage occurs beneath 170 grow bulbs 170 thousand watt lights i mean it's it's ridiculous how big this place is um there's over 240 different strains being grown uh basically in a perpetual harvest fashion um everything is rfid coded it's 
it's like a military operation. There's people in different rooms. Some people are in charge of this room. Some people are in charge of that room. There's trimmers here, trimmers over there. Um, people who are checking, you know, all kinds of stuff. And, you know, and Philip at the helm, basically making sure everything in all these different places is run properly. And I mean, it's really insane. I learned things like just drying the, the plants near other plants that are alive can cause, uh, you know, these sort of, uh, uh, hormonal changes in the plants that are growing so that um, you know the plants that are drying are are actually giving off uh, you know these this kind of signal to the other plants and they ripen uh, the plants will ripen quicker than they're supposed to and really ruin a whole a whole room or something because they're too close to other plants that are ripening and, and actually being harvested or, or going through that drying and, and curing process. So he has to, you know, they have to dry in different areas and all these things you learn along the way. Um, but you're also running these million dollar operations. It's really amazing, uh, what he's able to do. And, and, you know, he's a master grower. Um, and this article is basically a look inside this garden. And I mean, some of the, the, the visuals are amazing. You can see just the vastness of the space, um, but then as a grower, you're also thinking, oh, my God, that, that's got to be so hot, you know, and, it, and it's not. You walk in there and it's, you know, 70 degrees because, you know, the HVAC systems work properly. Everything has been tested and uh, up to code. Um, you know, these guys are experts and they're growing at a level that I've, I've just never seen before. and never, never really fathomed, you know, when we were, you know, doing our thing in the, you know, late 80s and the 90s. It, it's you know a, a room that that had 10 grow lights was was a big grow you know that's a warehouse grow as far as we were concerned and you know obviously in cali maybe that was 40 lights but this is 800 so this 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 is an unprecedented sort of thing and it's really just amazing that they're able to continue to produce something of quality in that type of quantity and that's really um you know phil's uh you know, Phil's goal is not to just produce a lot of pot, but to have it be quality. And he, you know, the part of the story I, I'm not even mentioning is that he's a, a as far as strains go, he, he, you know, he has scavenged the wor world. He's searched high and low uh, in places that you and I can't even go in Afghanistan and, and uh, Kashmir and places. And uh, he's been able to, to bring land race strains home and work with that type of breeding material to produce uh, some of these strains that Gaia has. So, um, yeah, it's the Indoor Acre. It's I'm, I'm proud of the article because it's been a, a while. You know, it was going to be Jorge's article for a little while, and, and, and I was going to help, um, you know, make that happen. And then, you know, Jorge has had some work to do. He's doing video stuff. He's, he's doing uh, a bunch of um, stuff for his website, MarijuanaGrowing.com. So... Um, you know, he begged off and, and it, it, it sort of fell in my lap and I was very excited to, to be able to go and, and take notes and, and have a tour of this place and just see what people are doing uh, on this large scale. And as much as I can say that, I can also tell you that I've seen other places uh, large scale growing that just aren't up to par with what, uh, what they have going on at Gaia. So it's pretty, it was an eye opener for me. It was definitely, uh, you know, one of those, you know, trips of a lifetime to be able to go behind the scenes and see what it takes to really run a huge operation like that. Um, and that's Gaia plant-based medicine. I know they have rec and med, uh, locations throughout Denver and, uh, they're doing it right. The, the product was no joke. I, I spoke with the people who do the, uh, the trimming and the, the processing and, you know, it's a whole thing. It's, and, and, and the amount of job creation, I mean, as you're walking through this place, you see all these people, um, working hard, um, taking clones, you know, throughout the whole process. There's people in the vegging area. There's people dedicated to just flowering areas. There's people who are just uh, trimmers and processors. Uh, and, and they're all working together to produce this incredible amount of pot that, uh, that you know, we can go and smoke as anybody over 21 years old can go there and uh, purchase uh, the amazing strains that I'm talking about from them. And so take a look at that issue. It's August uh, 2014, High Times Magazine, uh, Colorado issue. Uh, my article in there is Indoor Acre. There's a bunch of information there about uh, where to go if you're in Denver, what to see, and how to uh, enjoy what's going to really, I guess, turn into one of the 
you know, pot tourism destinations of the world, uh, not unlike Amsterdam or, or Barcelona or, you know, Vancouver or, or any other. And I mean, it is that now, but it can only get bigger. So, um, yeah. And once you see grow rooms like this and realize that, you know, Gaia is not the only place that's growing this big. There's, there's, you know, hundreds of places doing this now, um, to varying degrees of success, but also, uh, you know, with the police going through these places and, you know, checking off a checklist. So these people are like getting salaries and benefits and all these things from, from growing pot. And it's very inspiring, very amazing. I'm proud of the article. I hope you guys enjoy. And, uh, that's the indoor acre. All right. Yes. And there are some great photos. So definitely pick up that August issue of High Times, which happens to be on newsstands now. Dan, what do you say? Uh, we answer some questions from our uh, listeners, not viewers, listeners. Listeners. Listener questions answered by Danny Danko. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you have a question you'd like Dan to answer on this show, you could reach us uh, via Twitter. He is at Danny Danko. I am at MyQs underscore. We like the hashtag FreeWeed. If you want email, it is FreeWeed at HighTimes.com. What do you say we get started? Perfect. All right. Question. You know, shout out to our listeners for you sending us questions. That's just awesome that, that we have that interaction with them. Yeah. Shout out to the listeners. Yeah. Okay. So question number one, it comes from Silverback, and he writes, or she writes, uh, I guess he uh, when you're popping beans, how long do you let it go before uh, you put it into a soilless mix? Uh, he calls it a pigtail, the white part coming out of the seed. Uh, you know, once that, once there's any sort of a root showing, you can put it into your mix. And the longer you wait, I think the the more the chances that you're going to break it uh, and mess up. So as soon as that seed pops open and you see the root, uh, that first little root, what did he call it? A pigtail? Pigtail. Yeah, as soon as you see the little pigtail popping out, you know, put it in your soil mix. Make sure it's, you know, down there in there, like, you know, a uh, half inch or so. And, uh, you know, root pointed down. That's pretty important. It'll eventually figure it out anyway, no matter what you do. But uh, it's best if you just point it down, let that tap root uh, go straight down into your mix. And then just, you know, uh, put a little soil on top and water it in. All right, very good. Thank you, Silverback. And uh, Dan, do you remember, I think it was a couple weeks ago, a guy named John wrote a bunch of suggestions and thoughts and feelings and questions to us. Yes, so uh, we read a few of those last time, but I told you that we would pick up a couple more. So let's go back to that email right now. Uh, John writes, I know it's uh, probably more strain-specific, but is there a way to tell by looking at the trichomes or anything else when you should start your final flush what do you think uh you know i mean flushing should really take you about two weeks if you're looking at the trichomes they're still going to be pretty clear around that time maybe just starting to go a little cloudy but trichomes really not a good indicator of when to flush i mean you really should basically get to know your plants and know you know that you know there's that fifth and sixth week typically for most plants where um, they, you know, that, that's when you boost the flowering and, and everything kind of starts to swell up. And then, you know, then it's going to start the fading process. And that's the harvest process. That's when you're about two weeks or so, two and a half weeks from harvest. They're not going to really balloon up anymore. The, the buds don't, you know, at that point, the plant is starting to ripen. And, um, you know, the best way to tell is just to know you know, know your strain and know that it's about two weeks from harvest and then just start using plain water to flush. And, you know, you'll see the colors fade. You'll see yellow colors. You'll see, um, you'll see fall colors kind of develop reds and, and things on the leaves. And that's a good thing. That means that the salts are leaching out of your, uh, plants and, and that's a good thing. So don't be alarmed. It's not a deficiency. If anything, you're just, uh, making sure that uh, you're removing a lot of the ex- excess uh, salts and things that are built up inside. So uh, you really, you know, you want to start that process about two weeks before harvest, and you want to recognize it basically by knowing your strain and knowing where you are in the flowering process. Uh, and that's trial and error. And it's hard to over flush unless you start way too early. It's much, much more likely that you're going to start the flush too late. So, uh, you know, err on the side of flushing early, and, and I think you'll be all set. 
Yes, remember the free weed courtesy flush method. So uh, let's do one more from John before we go here. And I like this one a lot. Uh, he says, I have a question that Danny answered but didn't answer, which was kind of disappointing. Oops. Uh, John wants to know, how can you rehydrate bud that is too dry, whether it was purchased that way or it happened, uh, you know, over time? Danny, last time, uh, he said just not to let it get dry, which was kind of a BS answer that didn't help anyone who already had the problem. So, John uh, was a little let down by your glib, uh, meaningless answer last time. What do you think? How do you how do you rehydrate bud that's gone dry? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and be helpful. I, it's such a tough question to answer because I don't really believe in any of the methods to do that. Like, yeah, like the Q-tip and the yeah, lemon the peel and the, and the blah, lemon. Blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, you're just inviting, you know, mold and, and mm -hmm. those things are composting. Like, when a fruit is taken off of a plant, you know, a plant, it begins its composting process. You put that in with your bag of pot, you are inviting, like, all kinds of mold and whatever do you even want the moisture from a lemon peel to be inside your pot i don't i i just think that's weird uh, isn't that how lemon kush is made <laughs> uh yeah i mean look pot shouldn't be that dry i mean you've made a mistake you've gone too far well, you know we're making so, light of this but this is a problem like the storing pot properly is an issue and and people's pot right. gets dried out and then it's like well, well what do you do I mean, here's the other thing. It, pot is not like wine. You know, it doesn't get better with time. It, it degrades. Pot is meant to be smoked within basically a year or two of when it's grown. It's not meant to last three, four, 10, 15, 30 years. It's, it's, it's you know, it's like that's like thinking that you can keep an orange or, or a, an apple around for months and months. It, it degrades in quality. So, you know, consume it when it's at its peak you know, and I mean, that that's what free weed's about. It's like if you grow it, um, if you produce it, it's not costing you 50 bucks an eighth. And you can, you know, you can consume it as it's perfectly ripe. You're not relying on some dealer who might be selling you something that grew out three or four years ago and was stored in somebody's basement. And, I, you know, I mean, that's the point of the show. It's like, don't smoke dried out pot and don't let your pot dry out so much that... Uh, I know it's a BS oh, I answer. Like, I feel like I'm we're not failing John to, again. I'm not I, trying to teach no. him to rehydrate mm. his pot. I'm trying to teach him to grow pot and have it be properly hydrated when he smokes it and not, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's two Basically, things. you don't have uh, the right answer here. There's no way to do uh, this look, that you know of. Cut a piece of apple, put it in the bag, <laughs> wait about a day, take it out, and your pot will be rehydrated. And, and apple Everyone will be happy. Okay. Sorry, John. Dan <laughs> has failed you yet again. But uh, uh, we you really... Know, there's, you know what there is? There's, like, little packets and things you can buy, too, that are, like, certain type of moisture or whatever. They have them for cigars and things. You really got to... I'm going to make you feel bad, too, because John follows up by saying, you guys are awesome. The show is awesome. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I love free weed. Sorry, so, yeah, Sorry, buddy. Um, sorry. Just don't let your pot dry out. I'm sorry. There you go. I, I hate to make that the answer, but the truth is, like, you know, it, it's a vegetable. It's a flower. It's How about not... this, John? The next time you see Dan, if you come to any of our events or if you just see him on the street... This is like a, a lifetime offer. Exchange your dried weed for the nice <laughs> I, and, and moist weed that Dan has on him. I so will trade not you. moist, but yeah, I will. Yeah. I will solve your problem and he answer your question will, right now by yeah. saying, "Bring me your your weed that's too dry, and I will replace it with properly, properly cured, weed. cured weed." Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, let's move on. And thank you for the kind words too. I mean, we're 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 joking around, but it's we really appreciate it. We do indeed. Uh, let's move on to Gus. Gus writes, hey guys, I love the show. I was curious, uh, can I make a makeshift humidity dome instead of buying one? You know, I could spray the inside of a clear plastic cup and place over the clone. Well, Gus, you could do just about whatever you want, <laughs> and you have our permission, but what do you think, Dan? Uh, that, to me, that seems Should crazy. he do this? No. No. Because humidity know. domes no. won't set you back. They're like $2. $2. Yeah. Right. They're just clear plastic domes. They're not... This isn't something you need to create yourself or make out of scratch. Make from scratch. It's a, uh, it's a plastic dome that goes over the tray. It's the whole piece, the whole tray dome thing. They all, the whole thing is like under four bucks probably. Right. It's a plastic tray, uh, perforated or whatever on the bottom so that like you know the clones don't sit in water. They're, right. They're above it, and uh, and the dome creates the humidity. You, what I like to do is on each end of the of the clear plastic dome. 
I'll cut holes that are like basically about the size of a quarter. Um, the quarter, like the the little, like the coin, the coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, the, I'm familiar the, with your weed. American money. Yeah, not the bag of weed. Not a bag of weed. Yeah, so about a quarter size hole that lets air go in and out, so you're not going to have that the issues with mold and things that can arise if it's too humid. But it's humid enough that uh, you'll you'll see the water condensation on the plastic. But like. What does he want to do? He wants to build his own. I mean, these are like a, uh, he would like under to five um, bucks, build so. a makeshift humidity yeah. dome. No, Here, this is what we'll say. You can, yes, but we suggest you treat yourself to a store bought yeah. humidity dome. They're worth it. Yeah. And and you know what else? Uh, and I I say this all the time, but one of those you know whatever they're like fifteen bucks. They're like a heating mat, and you plug it in, and it goes under the tray and just keeps everything a little warmer. Uh, like I always say, room temperature is too cold for rooting clones so if you could bring it up to about 80 um, using one of those mats you'll see within a week seven days roots will be popping out of your stuff and your your whole like trouble with rooting will be done like clone rooting clones is simple humidity and warmth are the two things they want uh, you mist them and you keep them humid and warm and they will in, that will induce clones to root all right, thank you, Gus. And again, I feel like we're shitting all over everyone today, but uh, no, we, we appreciate the question. To, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. <laughs> Let's These move are... on to your... Oh, you love this guy. This is uh, Jake Muss. Jake the Muss. Uh, Jake the Muss. Yes, so uh, he writes, Dear Danny and Mike. Is that Thunder? Uh, is that Thunder? Holy shit. Uh, we, we mentioned his name, and the the skies <laughs> the, opened up. The Maori ancestors. <laughs> so Jake, Jake writes, uh, Dear Danny and Mike, thanks for the great show. If you were going to start a grow up, uh, gosh, I already know your Our answer people to this. Once were warriors. Yes. If you were going to start a grow up and had to choose between using only feminized seeds and only regular seeds, what would you choose and why? And follow up, what are the disadvantages of feminized seeds? Okay. I would choose regular seeds because it's a grow up. You're not growing from seed, you're growing from clones from a mother plant if it's any kind of grow up that i'm going to be involved with uh you, you know you can't have a grow up from seed it's just just keep throwing them in every time just <laughs> pop just them right it's not going to work know, the, yeah. the, the, the amount of different phenotypes and things that you know you just it, it's crazy so no i would grow uh out mother plants from regular seeds uh we talked about how you can take a clone from those uh, seedlings that you grow out in order to figure out whether they're female or male because they're regular seeds and then you choose the mother plant based on that uh, then that mother plant becomes the you know the feeder plant like you're taking all your clones from that you know they're female and you're filling that room you're going to have a level canopy the plant will have hybrid vigor because it's from uh, regular seeds uh, that have been grown you know specifically to produce either males or females so um, you know, it's that F1 first filial generation. Uh, it's going to be a strong plant, and that's the one you're going to take cuttings from for your grow up. That's my plan. Uh, feminized seeds are f the, 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 the drawbacks to that is basically that, you know, it's not a f an F1. It's not first filial. It doesn't have hybrid vigor. It's, you know, it's serviceable. It's going to be okay. I mean, it's, it, it'll get you high. It's not, there's nothing wrong with them. And what, what the ease of them is is that you don't have to take out the males you know um primarily you're if if they're made properly they're going to be female only seeds you can plant them you can walk away you can come back and harvest you know you don't have to show up and kill the males um but genetically you're just not getting as quality of a product you're going to have something that's like b plus b minus it's not a plus plus the way that you get when you have either clone onlys or uh, you know, seeds, plants that are grown from regular seeds. That's just the way genetics works. Um, you know, you're going to, if you make a compromise like autoflowering or like feminized, it's for a reason. It's for, you know, uh, a, ver a variety of reasons. You could be in, in a place uh, in high altitudes, in a place with really harsh climates uh, and that sort of thing. But that compromise that you make is also going to compromise a, a certain level of the quality. And the best quality you can get from seeds is going to be from regular seeds. And the best quality, uh, you know, from clones is like, you know, from a clone only strain that every that's already tested and known and doesn't harm and doesn't, you know, always performs a certain way and, and hasn't been diluted. 
so, I mean, that's just genetics. Uh, stronger genetics is stronger plants. Um, so, yeah, that's what I would say. I would go with regular seeds. The drawbacks to feminized is that, uh, you know, it's just not as not going to be quite as strong. All right. Well, there you go. And, uh, okay, so do you remember, uh, was it last episode or the episode before, you, you had this big bitch fest about Marco Rubio? In fact, we started the hashtag, fuck Marco Rubio. Yeah, did we start it? We didn't, it didn't but we should have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so uh, we have a response to that. It is from uh, Eugen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Eugen writes, Danny and Mike, uh, let's give Eugen the last word here. So, I just wanted to share my thoughts about some of these people running for office that are very anti-pot. I used to think that certain people could never be swayed to our side. When I heard that my friend's Mormon parents had totally reversed their ideas on pot, I had to totally rethink everything. My friend had mentioned his parents uh, to his parents that I was growing cannabis because it really helped with symptoms of MS. Well, these people hated on caffeine. Now they're okay with cannabis. My point is, this is pretty much mainstream now. If you're against it, you're probably in the minority. So when I see some Republicans running on anti-cannabis stances, I think that's great. That guy isn't getting elected. The chances are that the guy's a Republican, so I think one less person that I don't want in office. Now, I really hate this partisan bullshit, but after my trip to D.C. with ASA, ASA is a... Americans for Safe Access. Correct, yes, okay. Uh, I've come to the conclusion that this is the only way to realistically get anything done with our current government model. I used to think like you did, but recent events have started to change my view. I feel like now I'm in the majority. Now is the time we take advantage of that. Just my thoughts, Eugen. Hmm. Any comments? Uh, I mean, it seems like a roundabout way of getting to our goal. It's like, oh, I'm glad that these guys run idiots that are against pot because it makes them look stupid but the problem is every once in a while these idiots win and gain power and then then you know that's two steps forward one step back as far as i'm concerned no politician running republican or democrat should be anti-pot and none of them should ever win so (laughs) you know i mean that's the way i see it i'm i'm you know i it, it doesn't it doesn't make me happy to know that like they're anti-pot and that they're running that they even get to say they're have their say you know i don't think they even get deserve to continue having their say (laughs) (laughs) basically it's like you lost it's like you lost you know like the the treaty isn't written by you it's written by us we won right and and like you said the problem is that if they do get in they have the opportunity to affect our laws and 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 our pot uh, Yeah, anyway. idiots. I mean, Marco Rubio is in office as we speak, Correct. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. There's nothing good about that. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate your your thoughts on that subject, Eugen, and thank you for writing yes. in and continue your work with uh, with ASA. Yeah, That's all great. Thank you for being part of the the struggle. That's awesome. Indeed. Okay, so uh, like I said, if you have a question that you would like Dan to answer on free weed, get us free weed at hightimes.com. On Twitter, it's at Danny Danko. It's at MyQs underscore. What do you say? We take a little break, then we come back and put a bow on it. Are you implying that we roll a big joint? That is what I'm implying. Wrap it up with raw? That's what I think we should do. Let's do that. All right. We are officially in the wrap. All right. So this is the part where we roll a big, we roll the episode up into a big raw joint. <laughs> Let's just say we wrap it up with raw, our favorite rolling papers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only rolling the papers. The only ones. Right? Yeah. Mean, someone here wrote us in, uh, oh, your buddy John, who you were shitting all over before. What? Wait. He wrote, uh, John. Hey, how the fuck do you get raw <gasps> papers to stay stuck? I had the uh, hardest time. However, I switched to elements, which are superior uh, in sticking quality no, and just as thin. No. John said that. No, here's, here's the secret. Don't get the organic raw. Get the regular brown raw, just like the darker ones, not the organic ones. The organic ones don't stick right. You need that, like, horse glue or whatever that mm. comes in the brown ones. Yeah. But the brown ones, not organic, one and a quarters. Boom. That's the move right there. That With is. the raw filter, come on now. Yeah. That's the and once again, I mean, we thank you for your opinion, John. Okay, so uh, this is the raw wrap-up. I'm really sick, so I'm going to let you handle most of this wrap. Um, right. So take it away, buddy. Well, shit. Uh, the August issue is out right now. Uh, I want to thank uh, DJ Jock and Winstrong for the wonderful uh, song. 
come to our cannabis cut <laughs> in uh, Santa Rosa, California, June 28th and 29th. Come to our cannabis cup in Michigan, in Clio, Michigan, uh, July something 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 something. Cannabiscup.com. Uh, Jackie the Joke Man, thank you so much uh, for the guffaws. Uh, I hope uh, people laughed. I hope people cried. I hope they learned something. I hope they uh, thought it was better than cats. That uh, may have all fallen a little flat. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Jackie, for coming on. Uh, Jackie the Joke Man, check him out uh, every 420. Follow him on Twitter. Um, thank you to producer Mike Hughes. Oh. Yeah, he's getting on a plane. <laughs> He's going to California. This was episode 65. I cannot think of a sports analogy for the 65 number, but uh, hey, go Argentina. Messi, 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 Messi. Argentina, World Cup. Episode 65. Put it in the books. Are you recording? Don't play that burp.